This is Alan Bishop, head alchemist at Spirits of French Lake Distillery. We're glad to introduce to you our newest bottled and bond bourbons, the Lee W. Sinclair Four Grain Bourbon and the Maddie Gladden High Rye Bourbon. As always, these two bourbons are deeply rooted in the history of our location in the Black Forest of Southern Indiana. Always double pot distilled, never chill filtered, made using the finest grains, alternative and historic yeast strains that we propagate ourselves, and the methodology that once made Southern Indiana an epicenter of American distilling. Matured gracefully in 53-gallon number 2 char, new American oak barrels, using a low 105 entry proof. The Lee Sinclair presents an oak forward profile, which pushes forward the definition and conversation about bourbon possibilities. While the Maddie Gladden graces us and demonstrates respect with her 35% rye mash bill, it's not just the spirits in the bottle, it's the spirits of the place. Respect the grain and drink responsibly. Ah, welcome back to another podcast of the scotchy bourbon boys tonight we are going to facebook live this podcast so there'll be it'll be a little bit different but let the doors alabama song and jim morrison live at the matrix take us away All right, welcome back to another uh, podcast of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. We are Facebook living tonight. I am Tiny. Uh, I am tonight soloing on the podcast. I call these, uh, well, actually, Young Nose, uh, our my partner, calls the, calls these Tiny Talks. So I'm Tiny. Uh, we podcast twice a week. Welcome everybody to from Facebook Live. Uh, good to see people watching, but uh, we Facebook twice a week. Uh, we are on all the major podcast formats, uh, so you can ask uh, Alexa to play the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, and she'll play it. And you can listen on Apple, uh, I you know Apple Podcasts, and also iHeartRadio, Spotify, anything anywhere someone's uh, able to listen to podcasts, we're there. So. But it's very important while you're listening on the podcast to please, please uh, leave some feedback uh, and then also uh, make sure that you subscribe. That's very important. It's kind of cool. We've been getting some good feedback on the podcast and uh, we really enjoy doing this uh, promotion of whiskey uh, through the Scotchy Bourbon Boys and it's starting to take off. The other aspect is we are also on YouTube, and we're starting to up our game on YouTube. So there's a lot of uh, recording. We've been recording some of the podcasts. We've been adding in uh, special uh, video aspects to the podcast that you don't get just on the normal listener podcast that we've been doing uh, previously. But on YouTube, check us out. We're the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. And then also we're on Facebook. The Facebook group, the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, we are like 430 strong uh, we are a private group, so if you want to uh, check us out there, please ask 
uh, to become part of the group, and we will make you part of the group. And there's a lot of different type of things. But then also we are www.scotchybourbonboys.com. Check us out there. Uh, the reason why uh, is because there, on that on the website uh, you can find uh, uh, we have uh, a bunch of we got the Scotchy blog that Young Nose does once a month. Uh, he up, updates that uh, really interesting articles, uh, different perspectives on Scotch and bourbon and Irish whiskeys and tasting, and it's pretty cool thing. But then also you could see some bios on each one of us, uh, and then the other thing you can do is check out. Uh, our Patreon site. Our Patreon site is where you can come and support us and get kind of cool swag. We definitely need uh, any kind of Patreon support you can give us. We have uh, anywhere between $3 and $250 a month. Feel free to check us out on Patreon. Uh, Every little bit helps. Uh, It's starting to get uh, the more people that do it. It helps us out. Uh, We have travel expenses. Uh, there's, we are upping our equipment, uh, everything. And because of Patreon and because of the sponsors on the site or on the, of the podcast, uh, the spirit of French lick, which we just heard, uh, earlier. And then also our newest sponsor, which is log still distillery, uh, log still distillery. Hold on here. <laughs> I don't know why I lost it, but it's here. All right, there we go. They are in the spirit and tradition, a path forged by tradition and doing things the hard way because it's the right way. A spirit that's truly a reflection of all those age-old Kentucky traditions, bold new ideas, and dedicated people who have touched it along the way. So, yes, um, the Logstill Distillery, they are just opened. May 18th was their opening. We were down there a little bit before. Uh, they are a sponsor of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, but check out the Logstill Distillery. Uh, they are just, it's the, the they are one of the, uh, Kentucky's newest distilleries. And what they're doing there is quite ama- amazing. Wally and Lynn Dant have just, uh, they're getting, cl- I saw a photo. Fo- uh, post on Facebook today that their amphitheater is getting close to being finished. And that's pretty cool how the amphitheater is really close to being finished. Uh, We love uh, the sponsorship and the support. We've been down to Dant Crossing. Uh, What they're going to do there and the campus they're setting out is amazing. So uh, check out uh, the Log Still Distillery. Uh, Their uh, main bourbon that they've just introduced is Monk's Road. I had a chance to taste it and it was quite good. So in the com- up and coming uh, episodes or podcasts, we'll be able to uh, taste that and let you know the tasting notes and everything like that. So we're looking forward to that. Tonight on the Tiny Talk, I am going to be drinking James E. Pepper, 1776. I'm doing that tonight. Uh, I'm getting close to finishing this bottle. I picked this up in 2019 at the distillery when I was down in Kentucky. That was kind of cool. Uh, I'm drinking this in my Scotchy Bourbon Boy Glen Karen glass. Uh, you could check that out. You can either do it, uh, obtain it through Patreon, or you can go to the website and buy it direct. So this. Uh, Scotchy Bourbon Boy Glen Karen is one of the things that we offer. 
uh, we, uh, Martin Duffy, who is the North American Glencairn Glass uh, salesman and representative, he is the one, and he's also a Scotchy bourbon boy, uh, that cooked us up with these Glencairns. I was excited about, you know, when to get hooked up with the Glencairn glasses. We have gone through uh, a couple orders, and we just put in a new order because uh, they're kind of flying out the door. So get your... Uh, Scotchy Bourbon Boys, Glen Karen. Now, uh, I think that covers everything. Uh, we, oh, there's uh, one thing that I wanted to mention. Uh, we, we are really close. It's kind of cool. We are going to be going to Kentucky Bourbon Festival uh, September 16th through 19th. That's the days of the festival. Uh, anybody who's listening, try and get down there. I mean, this is going to be amazing. Uh, the tickets, they have the... Uh, Tickets available. I believe single day tickets are still left. Uh, go check it out. We'll be down there. We're going to be podcasting directly from the festival, but also we're going down the 11th through the 19th. Uh, and there's a lot of things that we're going to be podcasting, uh, taking tours, uh, meeting up with distillers, and then we're going to be podcasting from directly from Kentucky Bourbon Festival and doing some Facebook Live. So all you people on Facebook Live, when if you can't go to the festival, just uh, the Scotchy Bourbon Boys are going to have it covered. We're going to be doing a lot of uh, Facebook Live events right from the festival, kind of uh, showing you around, show you what's happening. There's just so much that's happening with the festival. I was there the last live festival 2019 and then 2020 was virtual. I participated in that, but I'm so excited to get back down there for the live festival because the festival is just amazing. And what uh, Randy Prossi has done with the festival, he took over as the president uh, before 2020, after 2019, and he's had some time uh, to really up the game of the festival. The festival is going to be amazing. If you could get down there, what there's going to be all the major podcast casters are going to be there, plus all the distilleries are going to be down there. The distillers, the master distillers, you got a chance to meet them all. But then all the people in the bourbon groups and industry that aren't the direct relate are going to be there also. So this is going to be a giant party. I am looking forward to meeting so many of you when I'm down there. Uh, feel free to contact me, uh, the scotchy bourbon boys at gmail.com uh, or contact me on Facebook messenger. If you're my friend or anyway, and uh, I'm thinking that there's going to be uh, some sort of meeting or, you know, group gathering uh, once we're down there, because it's just going to be, I've, I already know 30, 40 people uh, outside of the industry that are going to be down there. And then we're doing a bus tour and that's on the Wednesday before the Thursday opening and the bus tour through uh, the Kentucky bourbon boys. And then Roger's going to be our, our uh, driver. He's also a Scotchy bourbon boy. And we are excited about that. We had 10 spots, uh, available and pretty much it's sold out. I was amazed. I didn't think that the popularity uh, of the of what's been going on uh, would sell out, but it has sold out. We are excited about that. So, uh, Kentucky Bourbon Festival. We are getting. I mean, it's September and we're not even in. We haven't even started uh, summer, but it just keeps getting closer and closer and faster and faster. It, it'll be here soon. So, I would suggest anybody who loves bourbon. <laughs> That's the festival to go to. And this year, it's going to be pretty awesome. 
All right. So I'm drinking the James E. Pepper 1776. I'm just, uh, I like this bottle and I, I've seen it on the shelves, but it seems to be uh, gradually moving towards one or two bottles. So I'm going to finish off my bottle so I could grab another one coming up. I just, this is the nose on this and it's been sitting for a little bit. It's nice cinnamon, hazelnut. Ah, seems to pick up a little bit of a, it's close to a real dark chocolate finish or maybe a little leather. It's tough to tell. It's close. And I always find that uh, when it's not coffee, but it's got a really nice hug. Good cinnamon. I'm going to go with the dark chocolate because the sweetness of the cinnamon gives you the feeling of the chocolate. So cheers with the James E. Pepper 1776. Now, uh, the last, what I wanted to talk, talk about is the Kirkland brand announced last week that they had partnered with 1792 Bartons to produce uh, a whiskey or bourbon that they're going to sell at Costco. And my opinion on this, and I don't know if everybody else, but I'm kind of passionate on this. I, 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 I'm not saying ever that my palate is any better than anybody else's palate. I enjoy bourbon. I know what I like, but I like that those vanillas and those caramels of that Kentucky bourbon with those bodies. And then you get some brown sugar. That's what I like. I've always liked that. So I'm going to always like that. But some people like chocolate better than vanilla. So if if you don't like chocolate or are not a big fan of chocolate and you got chocolate in your bourbon, that's why bourbon's such a great thing is that you can, no matter what, you can find a bourbon that you're going to like. So uh, that's how we at the Scotchy Bourbon Boys always approach it. It's like, well, I'm never going to tell anybody uh, what you like or dislike. Uh, you got to go with what you like and what you love. And don't ever let anybody tell you because you spent money or you have to spend money that you got to like it because you don't. Uh, you got to like what tastes good to you just because you spend uh, a good amount of $65, $70 on a bottle and everybody says they like it doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to like it. Uh, it just comes down to that. If you do, that's great. But drink what you love. Don't drink what other people tell you what you should love. But with that said, the Kirkland brand, which is going to be a version, uh, as they said in the article, 1792 Bartons. Well, well, it's not 1792 Bartons. It's Bartons Distillery. It's 1792 is their brand. I don't believe they're they're sharing their 1792 brand with Kirkland. I believe there's barrels that are available. And the whole idea of Kirkland is always uh, Costco's version, their brand, that is cheaper than all the rest. So I imagine that this is going to be cheaper a cheaper bourbon, and it's supposed to be just as good. Now, I don't care what it tastes like. It could be a good bourbon. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it isn't. But what I have a problem with is that they they said 1792 Bartons. Well, Kirkland and Costco have nothing to do with fucking 1792. 
It's like it shouldn't even be mentioned in the same breath. I don't understand why 1792 Bartons is how it was presented. Okay, yes. Um their their version of you know of of their better one of their better bourbons is named 1792. And it's like I just don't understand how you associate that then with Kirkland. Okay, so what, 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 why has there been a bourbon boom? One, bourbon is delicious, yes, but also it comes down to marketing up against everything else. And one of the things that all bourbon and distilleries uh, in Kentucky, and then also in all the other different realms, all the other different uh, states, um, if, you, if you're opening a distillery, one of the things that you really should have is a backstory it's great to have a backstory or have your back. It doesn't have to be a 1800s or 1700s backstory. Uh, for instance, Maker Mark, Maker's Mark, a 1950s backstory. But there's a backstory to it. And it's about, and most of the time, the backstory is about the time and the effort and the quality and what those people were doing back then to produce delicious whiskey for people. Now, today, you know, right now you've got a, a bunch of distillers around the country, 100% producing delicious bourbon for people. There's no doubt about it. It's being produced in Colorado. That's being produced in Florida, New York, New Jersey. I mean, it's everywhere. Okay. But when you're dealing with a distillers backstory, what they're doing, what their process is, where they came from, what they want to do, it's kind of like, uh, you really want to, <laughs> that's just crazy. Uh, you really want to make sure that that distiller, uh, in what you're doing, and in, in your love, you want to make sure the love of your, you know, of bourbon and that backstory, that's the romance when you're sitting on the back porch, uh, sipping on your pour of the of the day or the night or whenever you, even it, it just regular white label jim beam the backstory is amazing jim beam you know list lives and he lives on now through through the whiskey so i just have a problem with that kirkland brand coming out it's just not there's no backstory to it it's just basically it's costco they're not looking for a best part it's only about being cheap or cheaper, a good bourbon trying to be cheap. I don't understand. I can't comprehend it. There's no way that I'm ever going to buy, purchase, be around. I'm glad I live in Ohio because they can't sell it in Ohio because we're a control state and they're not allowed to sell liquor. But I go back to Wisconsin where I'm originally from and I'll go through the Costco and I see it and they give good prices on some bourbons and whiskeys. But it just comes down to what the hell. It's just like when I heard that, it's just, I'm very passionate about how all, what, what, you know, the log still distillery that represents us, uh, they, they're basically talking about uh, J.W. Dant uh, hollowing out a log in the 1700s to make a still so that he could, you know, distill a whiskey. I mean, that's a cool last story. And then the family went throughout, you know, the history, and then eventually they let it let it go and couldn't get a, you know, get get everything down. But they're getting their their shit back together now. Everybody's getting that back together, and so history tells the story. 
It's really kind of cool. And and you love that about whiskey because whiskey is timeless. But where does Kirkland and Costco come into it? It's almost like bastardization of whiskey. It's everything that isn't whiskey. It's everything that isn't bourbon. It's it's not supposed to be that way. Understand, I can't stop it. I can't tell you not to buy it. I can't do all that. But I'm just giving you my opinion and in this tiny talk about how ridiculous, you know, whiskey really, uh, how ridiculous Kirkland whiskey is. And it's just, you won't find me going to Costco and buying it. You might find me going to Costco and buying confis, I believe it was a confiscated Kentucky Owl or other different brands, you know, a little bit cheaper because you get a good price. They buy in bulk and they get a good price. But you're not going to catch me buying their brand of bourbon. I have no interest in it. I've seen other alcohols. I just don't. I'm not I'm, I'm not interested in it. So well, that covers the Kirkland aspect. If anybody, uh, you know, out there wants to comment, just make sure you leave a comment on the podcast, please. Or you can contact, uh, you could leave it on Facebook Messenger, or you can contact me at thescotchybourbonboys at gmail.com. But, all right, that brings me to uh, this week's Whiskey Facts, because last week we didn't get a chance. We only got through 60 of them, so we're going to do 10 more. All right, so there was 100 facts of whiskey on this website, and I thought it was, some of them were really kind of cool. We covered 60 last episode, and I'm just going to go a little bit further here with that. So 61, let the debate end here. Jack Daniels is Tennessee whiskey, not bourbon. Now, let the debate end here, it says 61. Jack Daniels is Tennessee whiskey, not bourbon. Now, that fact is a little bit ridiculous because technically in 1964, uh, Congress had a resolution about what bourbon is. And up until 1964, uh, the tobacco and firearms, the Federal Tobacco and Firearms Agency, had deemed that Jack Daniels was not bourbon. Well, the 1964 resolution by Congress, they included Jack Daniels as bourbon. They made an exception for the Lincoln County process and said it was bourbon. Now, t- Tennessee whiskey, the, the, the state of Tennessee and Jack Daniels does not acknowledge itself as, as bourbon. That It is bourbon, but they say that's Tennessee whiskey. Their process changes it, and they've had some state legislation change so that it's Tennessee whiskey, not bourbon. During the malting process, the barley was traditionally turned with a shovel to promote even malting and reduce the tangling of barley sprouts. As a result of this repetitive motion, malsters suffered a condition which caused one arm to hang lower than the other, known as monkey shoulder. In 1836, Scotch and Ernest Shackleton's Antarctic expedition was found in 2006 and is being preserved in New Zealand. It didn't freeze at negative 30 temperatures. In 1896, okay. Oh, an 1896 scotch from Ernest Shackleton's Arctic expedition was found in 2006 and is being preserved in New Zealand. It didn't freeze at negative 30 temperatures, so that's kind of cool. 
Um, when Norman Lamont was chancellor in the early 1990s, the bag which was waved at photographers outside number 11 contained a bottle of Highland Park. While the speech itself was carried in a plastic bag by this then aide, William, William, ha- William Hag. That, that's a cool one. A royal footman who poured whiskey into the Queen's Corgis water ball as a party trick was demoted and had his salary cut. The Suntory Yamazaki Distillery first master distiller, Masatka Takatusoru, studied in Scotland before deciding to bring the craft home to Japan. While in Gaelic reads... Whiskey in Gaelic reads Ulsage Beeth, which means water of life. In June 1875, a bonded warehouse in the Liberties caught fire and rivers of burning whiskey flowed through the streets of Dublin like lava. Tilled the Great Dublin, titled the Great Dublin Whiskey Fire, the disaster resulted in tragic loss of 13 lives and 1,900 casts of whiskey. George Washington was the only founding father to commercially operate a distillery. It was one of the biggest distilleries of its time, but was unfortunately destroyed by a fire a few years after opening. Uh, it actually is open now and is distilling uh, whiskey to this date at the moment. Ireland's old Bushmill distillery claims to be the country's oldest legally functioning distillery operations on the present site date back to 1276 by some accounts. That's pretty cool. All right. Anyways, everybody, uh, I think we've got it covered. Uh, We uh, I think my opinion of (laughs) Kirkland whiskey has been duly documented and all. Let's see where we're at. There we go. Um, I just, I just not a fan. It's just not something that I think uh, should. It should not uh, happen. It's going to happen. I know I have no, no say over it, but I just don't have any interest in supporting the Kirkland brand. It's just not what bourbon should be about. It's not about trying to be as cheap as possible. Or, uh, you know, it's just, or sell it, you know, it's it's kind of a sellout thing. And the fact that they were using that 1792 just didn't make me happy at all. So, like I said, uh, until next time, uh, we are the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Check us out on all the formats, uh, YouTube, Twitter, we're at, uh, at Scotchy The. We have a Facebook page, Facebook group. Check us out. See you next time. Remember, good bourbon equals good friends. Live dangerously, my friends. Oh.